0: twohomos.com it's not a porn site we just like the name
1: you go cycling I want to say like every week yeah and not menstruating or anything like that I don't want people to think that but you go cycling I have ne- I mean sometimes I get nervous if it gets crowded outside and it's it's busy or something on the weekends and stuff I do get a little bit nervous but you know not crazy nervous until I got a phone call and it was a while ago I got a phone call from Virginia saying ron which is one of the the men that goes cycling with virginia's little gay cycling thing because there's well there's straight people too but it's yeah. majority mostly gay people gay men and mm-hmm. women so i get a phone call and she's like you know ron was taken to the hospital something accident and he's gonna be at huntington memorial hospital i'm like holy fuck and then so i'm heading over there and i've never been to huntington memorial hospital
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, I think the shocking statistics like one person a week dies in a cycling accident in
1: LA or something like that. Something shocking like that. Why would I tell you that? That makes me feel even worse. So I get this phone call and Tata lives in Pasadena, so that's close to Huntington. Um, the Huntington Hospital so I called Tata I told her what was going on and then I hopped on in, in my car and I was hauling ass and I thought Virginia was heading over there I was and but I wasn't thinking that she had to go ride and drop the bike off and get to her car and this sort of thing I wasn't sure what it was and how bad it was and Ron is such a sweet guy and I love him to death and he's funny and this sort of thing we get there you know, Tata and I, and it was before Virginia. Virginia wasn't there yet. Yeah, because I had to, we were like, I don't know, maybe eight miles out. So I
0: had to, well, we had, we waited for the ambulance and, you know, they did all that and they transported. Him, but then I had to ride because I'm on my bicycle. I had to ride all the way back to the start. So I had to ride those eight miles. And you know it doesn't take a ton of time, but it does take some time. And then I had to get in the car and then go pick up his bicycle from where the accident was. And then I had to go over to the
1: hospital. So it took me a bit of time. Yeah, no, there's no no worries with that. But when I saw Ron and he was in the ER room, and I mean he 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 looked okay because they had our had him higher than a fucking kite. Oh yeah, he was high. They you know, had the him on and he and they morphine.
0: Yeah, they had him on morphine, all kinds of
1: stuff. Yeah, and and they're you know doing X-rays and stuff with him. And what ended up happening with his, you know, I'm not going to go into the accident part of it, but what ended up happening, you know, a- as an end result, he had broken his pelvic in four spots. Pelvic bone, yep. And then he had blood on his on his brain. Right. Because he crashed, hit his head. And I mean, Virginia used to always say, Roxanne, you know, you need to wear this helmet. And I'm like, I don't want the helmet because it can be, you know, helmet head. And that's not very attractive with your hair. And, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't wear any helmets. And, you know, only the professional cyclists wore helmets and blah, 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 blah. And I always thought it was a pain in the ass when he made me wear Because I didn't like it. Motorcycles, I'll re- wear a helmet. I never really thought of the importance of having a helmet with the bike. Virginia had an accident a while ago, and she had her helmet, and then she had to get a new helmet, which is great. But with Ron, I mean, if he didn't have it, he could have died, and it scared the shit out of me. The way he hit his head, and the way his helmet was cracked,
0: like a big chunk off of it, and the fact that they had blood on his brain with the helmet on there, if he didn't have a helmet
1: on, he'd He'd probably be dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, no question. And then Sato was saying that, you know, he was so out of it that he's like, you know, out of conscious, just making some strange sounds of, of pain, and his eyes rolled back. So, yeah. You know, I'm very grateful, you know, that they did the surgery on him because of the blood on his head, he had something like a tube towards his heart because they couldn't give him heparin and so forth. So they didn't want it to clot up. So, I mean, so he had this like wicked surgery. And then after he was in the hospital for a while, they ended up, he was released to... He was in the hospital for what, something like 10 days, right? Yeah. And you know, that's one expensive fucking bill. Right. Even with your, you know, deductible, if, you're, if you've got great insurance, he's gonna have a really fucking expensive deductible. So... They then sent him to a place that he could do some form of rehab. Yeah, but I just a convalescent. Thought it, was like a, it was a convalescent home, but I didn't know that. I thought it was like a rehab place. But when we went to the place, it's a fucking convalescent home. He said the average age when he, he you know, when he when he checked out was eighty five. So he probably brought it down with his age, right? So it's normally like ninety two, right? And we didn't know that. I mean, I didn't know that. And Virginia and I went there to go see him, and we go into the place, and there's a bunch of you know. Little old ladies, primarily, because they're, they're outliving the men at this hospital. So it's a bunch of little old ladies in wheelchairs and shit like that. And, you know, he's, he's freaking out because he feels like crap. And, you know, he's still on drugs that they gave him to deal with the pain stuff after the surgery. And so we go in to sit down and he goes, oh, this is my, this is my, because he has to room with somebody. Luckily, he got someone that was nice to have a roommate. This is Ronald. So it's Ronald and
0: Ron. I think the guy was nice because all he did was lay there asleep all day long. So he didn't say anything.
1: No, he watches certain TV programs. So that's like he wants to watch Jeopardy and Ron would let him watch Jeopardy. And Jeopardy was, and Wheel of Fortune. That was all he needed yeah. to watch on TV. But Ron got him into some other show that he liked to watch. American Idol. Was it? So they'll watch that together. So they're, they're fine with that and they're doing the bonding. So what ended up happening is, you know, as we're visiting Ron and we we stopped off at Porto's, which is the bakery place. So we would have some nice, you know, sweets and stuff because food is love. And um, we go there and there's this little old lady comes in And she has like one eye that's a lot larger than the other. It looks like a cartoon sort of way or like some like, like it's just gigantic. And this little tiny eye that squinted. So I didn't know what the heck happened to her. And she has a wheelchair and she's moving herself around, not by using her arms to move the wheelchair. She has her little foot. So you hear there's a. And she scoots forward and she's coming towards him, kind of like a horror movie. And so she walks up and she's like, you're wasting your time. And like, excuse me, ma'am. Because it's a little old lady. I can't yell at a little old lady. I can't yell at a little old man. You know, I do have some manners. You're wasting your time. And she looks at him. He's dead. And I'm like, what? And Ron's like, get out of here. He's been dead for two years. Yeah, Ron starts yelling at her now. Yeah, because she, you know, I mean, that's creepy. I mean, because he could have died. And she doesn't know what she's doing. And I'm trying to get the lady out. I'm like, okay, well, then maybe you could go let the nurse know that that he's dead. He's dead. And then she gets her little foot. She's like. Starts scooting, um, scooting out of the house or the uh, room, so she leaves, and then she comes back and she starts flirting with Ronald, his roommate. And he and Ronald is like, this lady keeps talking to me, and I don't, I didn't ask her to talk to me. So then I, we're chit chatting with Ron. Next thing you know, and her name is, her last name is White, so I'm calling her Mrs. White. So Mrs. White come came back in, cause I'm assuming that she, she can't be a lesbian, there, and and she just can't be a lesbian. I don't want her to be a lesbian. And so she comes back in and she starts, you know, flirting with Ronald. And then she comes over to Ron's house and he's like, you know, Mrs. White, you know, I'm I'm just trying to, sp- I've got some friends that are here. I'd like to talk to the friends, you know, please stay away, go away, leave, 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 get out. And then he's trying to get her out. So I'm like, come on, Mrs. White, let's find the, the nurse. He starts so I, yelling at her. Yeah. And he's yelling at her. So I leave the room. I get her to come with me. Help me find the nurse. We get the nurse. I'm like, this is a lady that's you know, can you keep her out of his room? And he, the, the nurse goes, well, you know. She's right next door to him. I'm like, oh, fuck me. Because I would be so upset. I mean, I could be polite and I'm not there, you know, 24 hours a day. And Mrs. White doesn't keep coming in telling me that I'm dead. I would be freaked out. I'd be pissed. i could be good for a while, but I can't be good for that long of a time period. And then what he said is like, there's this other lady that has these blood curdling screams like she's being tortured. (laughs) And I don't know if they're like night dreams, night terrors. That's it, night terrors. And she starts screaming. I've never heard her. I never heard her scream. Did you? No, I never heard her. Sada said she heard her scream. once. Oh my goodness! And I kind of felt like I wish that I heard, you know, her scream because I want to understand what he's he's feeling. Right. And then then we went back the following weekend to visit Ron, and all of a sudden we walk in, and I'm assuming I could be wrong. It was either I'm thinking like a a church group that came in of like kids that are fuck like 15 to 17, and they're singing. They've got the guitars. And it was like this this stuff that I thought it was some sort of religious stuff. I don't know what the fuck no. it was. I didn't want to listen to them. And no. I, I'm like, I, I've got to go find Ron because I can't deal with this.
0: They were like this little bunch of 17-year-old punk kids. Punk? And it, it, well, kind of. You know, they were kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind Is of grunge. Is that the music was? Yeah, well, no. They were singing like some Japanese kind of songs from a video game or something like that. That's what they started off with. But they had electric guitars, guy had a bass, all this stuff, so... But since Ron wasn't in his room when we first got there, I decided to go hang out in the lobby and, and listen to this little band for a little while. So here, and it's me. I couldn't. It's me, all their little 17, 18-year-old friends that came to see them. But there's like six or seven old ladies in their wheelchairs also like lined up all around the lobby, you know, with with these crazy insane smiles on their face waiting to see the rock band. And I'm certain that they have no idea what they're looking at or what's about to happen because these kids are about to play some loud rock and roll music. And I don't think they know. And then the, the leader, the guy who brought this little church group or whoever in there, is telling all the little friends, like, go to some of the other rooms. Tell them we're about to start the concert. Go get some more people. You know, so these kids are going out. I bet they're going to be wheeling these old ladies who have no idea what's going on, no idea where they are. Going to wheel them into the uh, into the lobby to listen to the devil's music, too. I thought
1: they were like, you know, the, the, the groupies from back in the days when they had real rock bands. And they're sitting there and they're going to start showing their, you know, old vagina snatch.
0: Yeah, um, and throw
1: their panties at him.
0: I don't, the, from the looks of them, I don't even think they knew where they were or why they were out in the insane. lobby. I think someone just
1: wheeled them out there and that was it. Well, I went to Ron's room and he was in the restroom. So you went in there and he was, he was, he, he just came out. So it was perfect timing. So I was talking to him and there's this lady that was cleaning the restroom and he had a fucking fight with that person. It's been a very stressful thing in that fucking hellhole. No kidding. And so he's in there and there's a lady in there and she's just saying, oh, you know, this is nasty. It's gross and it's dirty and just shaming him. And he can't, he, he can't use a fucking walker. It's very hard. So he's in a wheelchair and he has to move over. He can stand up for a second because he'll fall down with this with bolts in his fucking hips. And she's doing this crazy stuff. He's like, y- you need to leave because I need to use the, the bathroom. So he's trying to get the toilet paper from the lady, but she doesn't speak English. He's like, I need the toilet paper. Next thing you know, he's screaming, I need the fucking toilet paper. Give me the fucking toilet paper. <laughs> you know, so he's going to fucking shit on the fucking floor. And he had to grab it from her and then slam the door on her so he can go to the bathroom. It's been very, very bad. Yeah, not good at all. It's been very hard for Ron with all these crazy things. But the thing that, you know, stood out to me a lot is that he's like, this place, he's confident, does elderly abuse. Oh, my. And, you know, because he hears stuff and, you know, people are not kind of the to the old people that are there. And nobody, they're not going to remember, you know, no, grandma, grandpa, it's fine. They like you here. They don't know what the fuck's going on. His sister-in-law is filed a complaint. Wow. Because they think it's very bad and detrimental to um, those those elderly people that are there and I'm sure the family members don't know or don't care could be don't care but Ron says if I ever get old like that he goes fucking kill me and he says, I want to die instead of being in this fucking place and I told him that you know in Oregon they do believe in assisted suicide so you just have to live there for six months he's like I'll fucking move to Oregon
0: oh my goodness that's horrible so
1: I don't want to live there either
0: oh my goodness well thankfully Ron is now gone from there and he's recuperating at his brother's house thank god so we'll go visit him today. Yeah, let's go. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.